welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 56. And for those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so very glad that you found this podcast. Would love if you would connect with me on all of the socials at flores.run. And as well, you can subscribe to the podcast. We're everywhere. You're obviously listening to it, so you know where to find us. Um, but yeah, today... We're gonna get we're gonna get real deep, folks. It's gonna be a very deep conversation. We're gonna get into your inner being, make you think about some things that you probably don't want to think about, but you should think about. Um, but but really, I have this. Uh, it's a, it's a conversation I think is really gonna help us jumpstart 2021. And our guest today is a yoga and wellness teacher, a writer, a the host of Soul Spark podcast on a mission to help raise the collective consciousness through reconnecting and rebalancing the mind, body, and spirit. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to dive deep today. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's an interesting, uh, like reading through your intro, That that's kind of my first question, Kelly, is what the hell does all of that mean? Like, in kind, like it, there's a lot of things that I kind of can follow, but kind of, I guess, tell me a little bit about what you do. Yeah, I, I know that I can be a little wordy. I really love like, <laughs> I really love like magical words and the woo-woo stuff. But what I like to do is really bring the, if you want to call it the woo-woo or the spiritual stuff, um, I like to make it really um, tangible for people to actually work with in their life to um, improve their life to step into their purpose and to just feel really fulfilled and joyful in their life. Um, and, and with that, raising the collective consciousness. So using my method that I created, which I've coined the soul spark method, um, uses, you know, spiritual wellness and mindfulness tools like meditation and breath work and journaling. Um, and then, but also movement. So, running or yoga, asana, or whatever movement really brings you joy and pleasure in your life. That's what I want my clients to do. That's what I tell people they should do. Um, and then on top of that, I'm really into using like accountability tools to help people integrate these things so that they can continue to move forward in life. So hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I like the idea of this like tangible approach of finding purpose because that can be purpose itself can just be like a very atmospheric kind of thing of not knowing where to start, but kind of getting these tangible aspects of, no, if we do these kinds of things, you can kind of guide yourself into understanding what that might be to kind of unpack that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And yeah, just by like incorporating different tools, like, like meditation, breath work and journaling. I do every single morning. This is what I have my clients do. And just by doing those things for yourself a few minutes every morning, um, you start to tap into the answers. Like you were saying, like you start to figure out what your purpose is, where you actually want to go in life versus what you've been programmed to think that you want to do with your life. Um, and you just get that clarity and that guidance that comes within and you can really live from that place, which is a really beautiful place to be living from. Yeah. And you actually just made a comment that I had to write it down. So I didn't forget to bring it up. You, you said what we were programmed to kind of the way we need to think. Can you expand on that a little bit? Cause I listened to one of your recent episodes, um, actually maybe a little older now, uh, talking about the, the rituals and that sort of thing, like making a plan and having rituals and, and an order of operations of things. How do you get from that mindset of our programmed of like kind of what 
the world, so many air quotes. So if you guys aren't watching the video, <laughs> it's going to be very awkward. But how do you go from like what the world tells you is your mission, your purpose, your value and kind of switch that around and kind of set yourself up for success? Mm hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think for most of us, we get to a point in our life and this is actually what got me into my work. Like I got to a point in my life where I was like, I'm really unhappy. I actually did feel that I was aligned with my purpose, but I didn't know like where I wanted to go with it. I wasn't really sure what I was doing. I had really negative self-talk and a really bad body image for many, many years. So I got to this point where I was like, I'm so unhappy but I'm doing everything that I was raised to believe I should do. Right. I graduated high school. I went to college. I was like dating somebody who was a good partner and fit for me. Like we were working towards the marriage track, all of that. But I just got to the point where I was like, none of that, that I was told that I should be doing that would make me happy is making me happy. Right. So I think a lot of people get to that point in their life where they realize they're doing all the, here's the air quotes, yes. the right things. <laughs> but they're not happy. They're just like going through the motions. They're on this autopilot. So I think, you know, it's probably mostly adults or primarily adults listening to this. So I think anyone listening can relate to certain aspects of their life where they just realize that it's not, they don't feel fulfilled. So from that place, that's when we can start to use different tools like meditation. I'll probably say this a million times and like journaling. Those are huge to start to uncover um, the types of like thought patterns we have that I like to call them the limiting beliefs. So the beliefs about ourselves that are holding us back from moving forward in the areas that we do want to move forward in. So first it's like that awakening, that finding that awareness. And then it's finding that clarity on, okay, what do I deep down in my soul want to create for my life? And once we have that clarity, we continue to do the healing and then we start to take inspired action um, towards, I, you can call it manifestation. I like to also call it conscious creation of our life, like really taking inspired action. That, that's where those tangible tools come in. It's like, we can't just sit on our butts and expect things to happen. We got to right. go for it. We got to get out there and do it. Um, so then we can take that inspired action to actually start to create what we want, but we have to like be aware of where we are shooting, <laughs> like doing what we've been told we should do, what we've been programmed by our parents or even like our teachers in school or the media or whatever. Um, we need to get clear. And if that's like, if, that is, if that's actually what we want to create, or if we just think that that's what we should be doing. That makes sense. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I, I, I resonate a lot with that. You're following the, the chain of command of what you're supposed to do. You know, you go to, you graduated from school, you go to college, you start dating someone, you graduate from college, you get married, you buy a house. And then my buddy likes to joke, he goes, and then you get uh, you get a divorce and then you go bankrupt and then you get a second wife. And I'm like, no, no, no that's, we don't, we don't want the rest of those things. But you, and then you, the third wife. But. Exactly. And, and then, you know, then it's, then it's a whole cycle thing. And, and then, then you die. Yeah. And then that's it. And then all that fun. Um, yeah. But you, we have these like order of things where if you don't follow that to a T, oh, there's also get, have kids in there somewhere. But if you don't do these things, people, I won't say they look down on you, but our society as a whole kind of gives us this mindset of we're not living up to the expectations that were kind of set forth before us. My wife and I, 
we got married, we bought a house and we bought a big four bedroom house in the suburbs because that's obviously what everyone needs to do in the Midwest. And then, (laughs) then we realized like, we don't really want kids. So why do we have this big house? Why do we have all of these things that we don't really need? And so we sold it all. Now we live in a thousand square foot apartment, like closer to the city. We're not really city people. It's just, that's how things worked. And and it was like, and now we're, we're so much happier, you know, more fulfilled in this because we have the things we want. We go back to like a minimalism kind of mindset of we have the things we mm-hmm. need and everything we have brings us value or joy. But the the pushback I was getting from friends and family and all of that kind of thing was just like, whoa, whoa, like, are you okay? Like my wife's family literally like put her, took her aside and was like, is Jonathan forcing you to do this? Like, is, is everything okay at home? Is that, and then you're like, no, everything is fine. Like, why just because we don't do the status quo that we kind mm-hmm. of fall down that path? How can you like, I don't know an easy way to put it. What kind of advice could we like give people that are listening that kind of feel stuck in that rut and don't know how to tell someone or, or express to someone else? Like, hey, you know what? I need like, let me be me. Yeah. And, and just quickly going back to what you said, it's okay too. If you do want those things, the important thing is to get clear with yourself on if it's what you actually want. Like, I still want to get married. I still want to buy a house. I, I do want to have kids. Like I still want all those things, but you know, I had to take a step back and say, okay, this is what I was taught that I wanted. Is it what my like soul actually wants? That's a good call. So yeah, so there's an importance to deciphering between the soul and our ego and that programming, which maybe we can get back into. But to answer your question, a big thing that I work on with my clients is boundaries mm. and structures. So, you know, setting boundaries and structures within your own life first. So, and when we, and when we set boundaries and we stand in them, every time we stick with the, these boundaries, every time we with what we say we're going to do. And you know, this as a runner, right? Every time you say you're going to do something and it's going to be hard if you're setting it for yourself and you're not already doing it because there's a reason you're not already doing it. Every time you stand in that boundary, every time you stick with what you say you're going to do, you're stepping more and more into empowerment, which is just the best feeling in the world. You're raising your vibration on this energetic level and you're going to be able to call in more of those amazing things that you want to bring into your life. Um, so it's important that we also set these boundaries with people we love. And I like to give an example, like with my dad, right? We have differing political beliefs and whatnot. And, um, this is a very like relevant topic. I was like, I I was like to, today right is now. inauguration day. So yeah, that makes. Yeah. Yeah. But these boundaries with him like we have a great relationship but we have differing political beliefs and he'll just start to go into it when we're on the phone and I stop and I'm like I love you um I don't want to talk about this with you I've told you this like I love you but let's like talk later you know and at this point he's always like I love you too and then we part ways you know it's like just setting those boundaries with people in your life that don't really necessarily agree with what you're doing but you can say hey like I love you. I appreciate your opinion and your support, but this is my belief. This is what I'm doing with my life. And, you know, it can be really hard for those other people to hear you stand in your boundaries, especially mm-hmm. if you've never done it before. Right. And that can be a big struggle for a lot of people. Like 
especially with our families or our really good friends, like we don't want to disappoint them, but it's like more important to choose yourself and to set those boundaries. And most of the time they're eventually going to come around. Most of the time they'll end up respecting you. And if they don't, maybe there needs to be a little space for a while because otherwise you're just going to keep doing what other people want you to do. And you're not going to be happy. And I don't mean happy as like fleeting happiness, right? It's like deep fulfillment with your life and how you're living it, even when things aren't easy. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, sorry. Sorry to go off that that tangent. I just had that thought and it just made me- No, yeah. Hopefully that's helpful. No, 100% (laughs) helpful. And and to your point too, it's, it's it's a good call of action. It's find your purpose and your why. It's just because- my why is my why, your why is your why. Don't just do things because we've been like programmed to do it. And then kind of back into that program, you you said that meditation and journaling are kind of like your two like heavy hitters. Why why would you say that? I'm well, I'm curious. I guess I'm that- curious more more about like your overall. I'm obviously if you guys want to know more, you check her out and you pay for it to to, to do do her thing. But just a high level. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Or look at my Instagram or listen to my podcast. I talk about this stuff all the time, but, um, no, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of doing these things first thing in the morning and you can do them at any time, but the longer the day goes by, usually the more we like let things slide and then don't end up doing them because we get busy or then we don't feel like it or whatever. Um, that's one of the reasons. The other reason is when we wake up, we come from this very like lucid, like unconscious state that we're in, in our sleep. Um, and in that, in that time, we are processing things, processing emotions, experiences, whatever. Um, we're also like having dreams and dreams do mean things. It's not usually literal, but there's usually a meaning behind them. And then it's also like where our best ideas and most creative ideas can come in. So when we wake up and we, um, journal first thing in the morning, we get all that out on paper. So we're like releasing emotions that we need to release. We're getting our best ideas out. It's super, super powerful. And then with meditation, it gives us that time, especially in the morning to really connect with our soul. So our like higher self, it gives us a chance to connect with something greater than ourselves. So that can be the universe to you or God or source or spirit. Like it doesn't have to be anything specific, but whatever that is, that greater energy is to you, gives you a chance to connect with that. And then you can receive like guidance for your life and like where you need to go, what you need to do that day to like really move in the direction towards what's going to help you grow and evolve as a soul. Um, And then, yeah, with that, you're going to have other great ideas and it just, those two tools really give you a chance to see what kind of thoughts are going on in your mind, let you release them, let you connect and just start your place from a, your day from a place of like clarity and peace and focus. Um, and I personally like to do meditation before journaling, but you can switch it out, like whatever works for you. It's important to make sure that, you know, and if that morning practice really doesn't work for you, <laughs> but doing it at night is something you can actually commit to and stick with then do it then. It's all about just like finding a way to keep these tools um, consistent because as you know, (laughs) you got to stay consistent with things to see the benefits of them. You can't just do it like twice a month and expect to like have all these like wild life changes. It's got to be a daily practice. And then you're also just really showing yourself love 
by carving out that time for yourself. Like there's no greater gift we can give to ourselves than like giving ourselves that time to feel connected and to feel good. Yeah. I think a lot of people kind of get busy in the hustle and bustle of the day. Like you said, usually it's the first thing in the morning is usually the best because if not, you get too busy to get things done. But we were so inclined as a culture to kind of fill our schedule with, you know, mm-hmm. we have this many hours that we're awake. We need to be this productive with those hours. And we kind of get into that thing of everything needs to have its scheduled place. But I think sometimes, like you said, of having this like meditation moment um, and and kind of just this um, letting it be, it kind of helps to direct your day into what is important for that day and what how you're going to be feeling that day. I know when I wake up and I don't um, you know, pray or read my Bible or whatever the case might be that morning, it's, I can kind of feel that, I don't, I would say like tension, but I feel like there's like unresolved. Like I just hadn't, I didn't start the day peacefully. Like my runs don't feel as good. Like work, just little things irritate me. And I can tell like if I spend that time just in the quiet alone, it definitely does something for you. Yeah. Yeah. And you can incorporate your prayer into your meditation. I mean, they really go hand in hand, you know, um, I forget what I was going to say. Yeah. I think another big thing to, to remember is it doesn't have to be like an hour long practice, like meditate for five or 10 minutes and then journal for 10, 15 minutes. And, um, what I normally recommend people start with, with the meditation is to like set a timer for 10 minutes, do a couple minutes of like deep belly breathing. So when we, um, maybe we can talk about this more when we like do that conscious deep breathing, we turn on our parasympathetic nervous system, that rest and digest state. So then we're again, starting our day from a place of like calm and, and clear, like we're clear. We can actually hear our intuition when our body is functioning properly. So when it's in that parasympathetic nervous system state, um, our all of our like reproductive system, our immune system, our endocrine system, or all of it, digestive system, it's functioning better. So then our mind or our intuition has space to actually come out and like give us that inner guidance. Um, so I always recommend to start with like a few rounds of those deep belly breaths. And then you can either just keep your focus on your breath, like following your inhales and exhales. And you can actually repeat like, inhale to yourself as you inhale, exhale as you exhale. And then when thoughts start to pop in, you notice the thoughts and like, oh, there's that kind of thought again, you know, you can give it a label and then just imagine yourself letting it go and come back to the breath. So it's allowing you to come into that state of calm, start to cultivate awareness of the types of thoughts that are coming into your mind. And then after that, doing stream of consciousness journaling, which is pretty wild if you've never done it. It can be really hard. But I always say at least do two pages where you're just free writing whatever's coming into your head. And what I've found with most of my clients, and I found this with myself when I like don't do it for a while and then I get back into it, maybe the first like few days, it's going to be more negative stuff coming out. But then it starts to become more positive or creative because you've had all this stuff just kind of like bottled up inside of you. So you're just releasing it by writing it out. And then, um, and then after that, I like to encourage people to do a gratitude list. They're writing a page of what they're grateful for. And with that, really tapping into that state of abundance. So we're starting our day from this like place of gratitude and abundance and just realizing how much we have. 
right? Especially, you know, in the world we're living in, yeah. like we have so much, like there's no reason I should never be feeling abundant and grateful. But again, the programming that that's always running around us is telling us how much we don't have, what we need, all of that. So helps us to get into that state of abundance. So those are like the two journaling things I'd start with. And then if you're like a total like doer type A person and want to get organized for the day, I recommend writing your like, like three main goals for the day and then your plans of how you're actually going to achieve those goals. So it kind of gives you a little bit more of that like organizational piece too, which I, I need cause I'm such a, like a doing stuff all the time as you probably are too. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. we, we wear all these different hats. So it's important to feel organized as we're going into the day. Yeah. There's a, so, there's a lot of little yeah. pieces that you're just like, all right, I got to make sure these all kind of line up accordingly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the journaling, I guess one, one question I might have with it is you talked about this like stream of consciousness journey, journaling and uh, this idea of it'll, it'll start out negative and that sort of thing. Is this something that you kind of reflect back on like, and, and see like a progression of it, or is it really of kind of an unload for the day? And then it, then it's just there. I think it's up to you. I don't, I don't go back and read my journals very often. Usually like I will, I'll look back on them like a couple of years ago and I'm like, huh, that's where I was at. Okay. <laughs> interesting. You know? Um, but usually it's just like a, yeah, that's like an unloading okay. and, but then if like, you know, for example, if you're a writer and then all of these ideas for what you want to write come up, of course, you're going to want to go back and like, right. look, yeah, so you don't, you can use that time for productivity, but it's like, allow yourself to just let what wants to come out, come out. And, um, there's this really great book. What's it called? I'm blanking. I can send you, I can send okay. it to you. We'll the name the of it. Um, it, I think I have it right here. I'll find it later. Really great book on creativity. <laughs> and um, she, this is like actually where I started doing it from. Um, and she, she has you do three pages of stream of consciousness journaling. I like two because I feel like it's very like anyone can do it. There's no excuse not to. Three can seem a little more daunting. And then I like to add in that gratitude list. So that's like my third page kind of. Mm -hmm. But she, she mentions you can just, you know, write my hand hurts or I have nothing to write. Like you don't, you can literally like, if you really have nothing to write, just write that down and you can write it 10 times if you want, but things will start to come out that you're not even aware of. And, and yeah, with clients, it's like, they, like everybody is basically like, yeah, it was so negative at first, but now it like gets more and more positive. Well, I think it goes to your point of like with the way culture and that sort of thing are like hounding us of the, we don't have enough and you need to do more and then kind of hitting on your personal internal value of like what you're actually worth, because I think that's what a lot of that hits and they do it very intentionally because that's how the marketing works. If you don't feel like you're mm -hmm. valuable unless you do X, Y, and Z or have X, Y, and Z, then that's how they're going to get you to do those things. But <clears throat> I think that negative side is because that's if we're coming from a focus, if you're not kind of internally focusing on what's actually happening with you, you're only bringing the external in. So it's literally coming in mm -hmm. and then it's coming back out on the paper. But then once you kind of get in yourself of going, what do I actually feel? Let me be more present, be more um, purposeful in, in what I do. Then that stuff starts to flow out because you're feeding yourself the proper, proper nutrition, if you will. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. 
Um, oh, the book's called The Artist's Way the artist by way. Julia Cameron. The Artist's Way. Yeah. Um, definitely recommend that to everybody. Yeah. The, going back to the self-worth thing, I mean, that's a, a huge piece that everybody struggles with for different reasons. Um, you know, when it comes to manifestation, if we want to get like really woo-woo here, <laughs> but again, I like to make it um, not just like spiritual, but like actually like how can we use manifestation to create the life that we want. Mm -hmm. Um, a big piece of being able to create the life we want comes down to self-worth, right? So if we are aligned with everything that the external world is telling us we need to have to be worth it. Um, we're never going to like get ourselves to that place where we subconsciously realize that we are without doing anything, we are worthy of whatever we want to bring in. Um, we don't have to, we just have to remember that, but it's like, we have to shut out that noise yeah. and go in to start to remember that. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's hard to to shut down that noise. And I guess that can be a good little bit of a segue into it is obviously with all the noise, 2020 was a prime example of just like noise in general, like from every which way, oh, yeah. <laughs> like I don't, Midwest is, it's an interesting place and we could talk about this off the air cause I'm not going to piss off other people, but the, <laughs> like just the amount of noise that you have, how can what are, what are like your best techniques or idea or thoughts around when we have all of this noise, when the noise is even louder? Because obviously we can control noise for a bit. You're like, okay, I can block it out. I can block out the people that are annoying me enough. I can do this. But when the noise gets so loud, how, what's, what are some good reminders to be like, hey, let's chill. You know, like, like what are good, some, what are some good pointers to kind of get back to that place where it's not all negative again. Cause I could, I could easily see for myself, even like starting journaling negative, negative, and then we get positive, we get positive, And then this, the noise just gets cranked to 11 and all of a sudden the negative starts coming back out again. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I mean, 2020 really was, <laughs> was that like noise, very noisy, but that's life in general. It's that like ebb and flow. And the, the purpose of these tools is to, one of the purposes is to be able to handle those waves of life with more grace and ease and intention. Like you mentioned, like just feeling purposeful. Um, so I guess the way that I, I mean, I talked about boundaries and structures. Yeah. So not only is it important we set those boundaries with other people, but we set boundaries with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like I turn my phone on do not disturb from 9 PM to 9 AM every morning. And I can choose to go and like use my phone, but no one can get a hold of me unless like I want them to. Right. So that's a way of controlling the noise. Um, we can control the amount of noise we get in by controlling how much Netflix and Hulu or whatever we watch, right. How much news we watch, the types of news we watch. Like it's really important to like curate our, our experience and like Instagram, all of that. Um, but I, I have this, what I like to call a spiritual toolbox. And it's important, like I talked about this earlier, to find what works for us. So, you know, one way that I recommend to everybody, to, one thing I recommend to have in your spiritual toolbox is to go out in nature. Like if you're feeling really negative, really just like bombarded by all the chaos that's going on in the world, go out in nature, turn off your phone, like it's going to help you feel grounded, which is really, really important right now. Um, 
And that's like our root chakra. If we want to go into the chakras <laughs> in a little bit, love to talk about that, but it helps to like ground you, but also it helps you to feel happy because you're just like taking in the nature and you don't have to do anything. You just have to be in it and be present. And it's going to have like an incredible effect on you. Um, so if you, if that resonates with you, add that to your spiritual toolbox, meditation, breath work, yoga, movement, any type of movement that you love, like put that into your spiritual toolbox, taking a bath, going for a swim. Um, what else? Getting like tapping into your creativity. So that can be painting or drawing or writing or, you know, in creativity, something that we think of as just being this like artistic yeah. thing. Um, but we can bring creativity into every aspect of our life. So just thinking about what really lights you up and helps you to like think outside of the box, like that's creativity for you. And if it brings you joy, which creativity usually does bring us joy, that can go in your spiritual toolbox. So it's like you cur- you curate this um, invisible toolbox of things that help you to come back to center. And then when you're feeling off kilter, you start to pull things from that and you try them. And eventually something's going to help to lift you up a little bit. Yeah, I like that idea of having that the toolbox of, you know, not... It's not one size fits all. You know, we have, there's multiple tools in toolboxes for a reason because one thing can't do all of the things. So there's a specific tool that can kind of help you in different circumstances. And yeah, that metaphor definitely resonates with me. And I, you had said like one of my favorite kind of things is, is being present. Like the, the whole reason for this podcast is running your life with purpose and intentionality and being present and being in the moment, not not being glued to your phone. I do the same thing with the do not disturb mode, I, but I wake up at 5 a.m. and I have to work at 7. So it's it's it turns on just a little sooner. But yes, the same <laughs> idea where it shuts off and turns on because I don't want to I don't want those distractions in it. And, you know, and I have to tell family or friends like, hey, if you reach me, if you try to reach me during this time, it's not going to happen. The same thing with work. If you try to message me. I will talk to you tomorrow. Like it can wait because there's things that are a little more important in my life. And I, and I've set that up in a, for a reason. And I was going somewhere with this and I can't remember now, but the idea. <laughs> well, of, I love that you mentioned the work boundaries too, because we often like don't include those, but it's like, we have to have that work-life balance, but we have to set that for ourselves. Yeah. And, and this was an interesting time. So like I'm a, a um, I don't know if any of the listeners even know this, that they don't actually know me, but I'm a data analyst by my day job. Like that's what actually pays the bills. So, you know, I, I used to go into an office, but obviously with everything here, it's work from home since last March. And it was a different kind of thing. Like I'm mostly an introvert, but I need some interaction with people. But I'm also a photographer and a videographer. So I sit in front of the computer there. So now it seems like I'm sitting in front of my computer for 10 hours a day. And it's just like, and then the podcast and then everything else, you're just like, okay, I need to kind of figure out how this works because when my wife comes home from work, like I, I don't need to be sitting here in the office just doing these things. We need to separate it. So yeah, I mean, I've had to figure out a, a way to kind of move that schedule. And like you said, f- make those work-life balances. And even though, like you said, we, we're, we're, we wear multiple hats, so it's kind of chunking out those balances, but it's like, hey, I'm going to spend this much time on these things or I'm only going to accept this many projects. Like, yes, it'd be great to take on all of the projects and do all of the things because I enjoy doing them, but there's just not enough time and I'm not willing to sacrifice 
time to, to kind of unwind and to have for me and for my family. Like that means more, even if we're just sitting on the couch watching reruns on Netflix, that time is so much more valuable than, you know, making another couple hundred dollars because I, I picked up another project. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, <laughs> you said this earlier, but we always think that we need to be productive all the time or like, that's what society has conditioned us to believe, but it's just like with exercising, right? Like you have to rest. Yep. And if you don't rest, you're not going to show up as powerful as fully. Like you're not going to have better, the best ideas. You're not going to be like energized and excited. Like we have to let ourselves have that downtime to Netflix and hang out and do whatever, you know? Um, because if we don't, and we're just working, 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 it's just not going to be our best work our best self so it's like important to remember that when you do carve out that time for yourself to go do whatever you want that's another thing in the artist way she has you do i think she calls them like your artist dates or something she asks you to carve out two hours every week of your schedule just for yourself and you don't have a plan for it but when that time comes you decide like what do i want to do in this moment do i want to go roller skating I like do i want to go like cook something yeah and the whole purpose is to like allow you to reconnect with yourself and your creativity and just realizing that you're still being productive by doing that. It's just not in the sense that we've been taught that is technically productivity. Yeah, it is. It's interesting that you say that because like productivity, I would say in societal culture terms is kind of the actual, the art of producing something, but we're so used to producing tangible items or things that other people hold valuable and not really understanding like what we hold valuable is also like, if we create that, that's still productive. Like it, whatever we're producing, whether it's something you can see or a relationship you created or, or any of that stuff or relationship you Mended, I don't know. I don't know the right word I'm trying to say, but <laughs> like any, any sort of thing that you're doing to kind of add value to something that's being productive, but it's hard because, you know, and I don't know how this happened. Instagram is a, it's a pain in the ass sometimes, but like yeah. I get all of these now, like how to get a million dollars, you know, these guys are millionaires and they're happy. And this is, you got to work your ass off and work 80 hours a week and do it. And I'm like, I don't know why this ever came up on my feed because that's not at all the way Horrible. I live. But it's like that mentality. I can see so many people like through the comments of that because I'm a troll by nature. So I have to look at them because they're just funny <laughs> to me. But it's like, you look at it and how many people put the value in that is if I have more money, that's going to give me happiness. And that's, that's what I need in order to find the person I, I want to be with to find, you know, the partner or spouse or whatever that I, I want to be with. They're going to require so much money. Basically, I need to make so much money so I can have the certain house. I can have the certain car. I can live the certain lifestyle because that's how I'm going to intrinsically get value. And you mentioned it way long ago when I was going through our story of the uh um basically what culture says are our processes you know and then you're like and then you die and then yeah that's it and then all of your money someone else gets it all of your things someone else has to deal with it and it's so funny how people live for i'm like preaching here how people live for this like <laughs> they live for this Great. like uh this 
this thing that they're never going to reach because there's always going to be someone that makes more money than you. There's always going to be some more, someone that is more successful by the world's terms than you. Because once you get to a certain level, something else is going to happen. I get slack every once in a while about the podcast and the people are like, well, you don't do this or you don't have these people or you talk about these things. And I'm just like, I don't give a shit. This is my podcast. I have people yeah. on it that I find interesting. I do this 90% of the episodes I do with with guests is because I want to learn more about them. Yes, maybe the listeners will get something from it too, but I'm more curious about it. And if I can just record the conversation and somebody else can get something out of it, so be it. Totally. That's the great thing about podcasting. We get to like connect and learn so much. Um, so I have this workshop that I do and in it, I, I talk just about that. Like life is now, it's lit. You guys, it's like literally right now, it's not in five years not in 10 years, not in 30 years, like life is happening right now. And then in, in the workshop, I also give a couple statistics. Um, there's this book, it's like called the, the something regrets of dying by this woman who I believe was from Australia. And like the top regret was like not, um, letting themselves live a life that's like aligned with what they actually wanted to do. And then another, like the other ones were like, um, I wish I had written this down um, so I could see it right now, but the other ones were like not letting themselves be happy. And then it was like another one, but it's exactly what we're saying. It's like these people who were in hospice that she was caring for, these were all of their regrets. Those were like the top ones. And it's so important to remember that life is happening now. And then going back to the money thing, when we are aligned with like what brings us fulfillment, which is our purpose. And our purpose is ever growing and evolving. We also all have multiple purposes why we're here. Like it's not just this like one thing and that's what we're supposed to do for our whole life. Like we have multiple purposes and they grow and they evolve and all of that. When we're aligned with that, when we're like flowing in that high vibrational state because we're feeling fulfilled, we're feeling grateful, we're feeling connected, we're feeling purposeful, all of that that's when we can start to manifest. So that's when more money can come in without doing the like hustle, the grind, whatever. Like when we're in a state of flow, that stuff's going to come to us. Like you don't have to like kill yourself for it, but you have to be aligned with again, what your soul really wants to call in, not what like you've been told you should be doing. And when you do that, like all that stuff comes easily. Right. There's nothing inherently wrong with money. So like if you are doing what you want to do and and you're driven with your purpose and it's making you money, great. That's what I'm doing. What I love what I do in all aspects and it's bringing me money. I'm paying bills. I have lights, you know, but it's when (laughs) when you do the thing specifically for the money and that's when you get into a kind of a thing where you're, you're, you're putting something higher than yourself your, your thoughts, your values, all of that stuff are out the window because your only goal is I want more money. And money's not going to mm-hmm. buy you happiness. That, Daniel Tosh has a bit. He's like, people say money can't buy happiness, but money can buy you a wave runner and everyone that has a wave runner is happy. So I'm like, I don't know if that really <laughs> like equates out. Right. While they're on their wave runner, they're happy. <laughs> Maybe that's, not while they're earning the money to get it. Yeah, that's the but, only time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would be really happy if I was on a wave runner right now. So I get that, but (laughs) yeah, me too. I mean, it's 26 degrees outside. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, I just like, also it's like, imagine where the world would be if we were all 
like aligned with what brings us joy and that creativity. And we're all like vibrating from that place. And then what if we were all conscious of how we are spending our money, who we were giving it to, like the, the brands, the companies. Um, I just always think about that and like what a different place the world would be. And it's not like you can just like from nowhere be like, I'm going to start buying just these types of things and doing this and that. But it's like, it's a good practice to start to like, um, participate in like how, what am I doing with my money? What's the vibration of where I'm giving my money to? And there's another really good book called the soul of money by Lynn twist, which talks about that. So that's when I would definitely recommend if the energy of money is something that you're interested in. Cause that's all it is. It's an energetic yeah. currency and it is amazing. It gives us freedom and it gives us, um, ways to give back or give to people we love, you know? So it's important to like, think about why we even want the money too. Is it again, to get those things that we think we want, or is it to have freedom and to like feel good and be able to take care of ourselves and our loved ones and all of that travel yeah. when we can all travel again. Yeah. <laughs> travel. What's, what's that? I don't know what these things are. What's that word? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the sunshine looks like. Um, yeah, I think, I think you, you kind of nailed it right there. It's, it's almost the entire thing we're talking about is finding your why and your purpose and using these, these tools in your spiritual toolbox, like you said, to kind of find how to get there and doing all of these things to kind of understand yourself and kind of connect with yourself in order to get to that place. Cause if you don't know your why, then the rest mm -hmm. of it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Once you have that awareness of your why, once you have that awareness of what beliefs have been holding you back, it's like, again, there's like different healing tools that you can use to help heal those beliefs more because it's definitely an important piece of it. But that initial awakening and that awareness will change your life forever. Like there's literally no going back from it. Once you like tap in, you're like, wow, this is why I'm here. This is what I want to create. You can't really go back to being like in the dark. Right. There's, there's no way. So it's cool. It's beautiful. I yeah, love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, on, on that, I think I can't think of a better way to end the show than that right there. So uh, I want you to tell people how they can get in contact with you. Tell them any workshops you have coming up, any way that they can connect and learn a little bit more about what you do. All right. So um, I have, I don't know when this is going to air, but I have this a- This will be on February 2nd. Oh, perfect. Okay. So I have a women's group program starting on February 9th. It's called the Soul Spark Academy. And it's basically using my whole method, a lot of the stuff we talked about today to, again, wake up, get clear on what you want to create. And then I hold you accountable to start actually creating it. And um, so that's coming up. You can find more info on that. And then I do events right now more virtual events um, and retreats and things. Um, you can find all of that at my website, which is kellycollinswellness.com. Um, on Instagram, I'm kellycollinswellness. And then my podcast Instagram is the Soul Spark Podcast. And then you can find my podcast on uh, iTunes, what else? Spotify, Google Play. Um, it's Soul Spark with Kelly Collins. I also have a YouTube channel, Kelly Collins Wellness. So it's either Kelly Collins Wellness or Soul Spark Podcast everywhere you go. Yeah, well, don't worry. <laughs> we'll have all of that in the show notes. You did not have to write all that down. We'll put it all in the show notes <laughs> so you can uh, be sure to connect with Kelly and, and everything she's doing. And again, her, uh, you said f uh, February 9th? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. So you, it's you Tuesday. yeah, so it's, this episode came out the Tuesday before that. We're kind of talking in the future. Obviously I already made a reference to inauguration day, bad podcasting. So I knew what day it was early on the episode, but that's how this, <laughs> that's how this works sometimes. But uh, thanks. Thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This was a really fun conversation to have and love to connect and share this information and just see other people's perspectives. So thanks again. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, to everyone else, uh, you can reach out to me everywhere on social medias at Flores dot run uh subscribe leave a review for the podcast if you enjoy interviews like this you gotta let me know you gotta let me know which one to hear that's the only way i'm gonna invite people on the show actually i'm gonna invite them anyways but it's, it'd be nice if it was what you want to listen to right um but yeah, you can visit my website uh www.flores.run all of my race reports everything going on with the podcast it's all going to live there um, as you can see, I'm wearing some of our new hangry gear. You can visit our website at wearehangry.com, uh, get some new gear. I've got the qualified apparel stuff on. This is, this is a very comfortable sweatshirt for folks that need new sweatshirts and stuff. It makes a nice late Christmas gift or birthday present or whatever you want to buy for. But uh, yeah, wearehangry.com. Um, I think that's everything there. So thanks so much for joining me today. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time. See you next week. <laughs>